Hello, and welcome to The Artist Pivot, a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between. I am your host, Ayana Major Bay, an actress who wants to educate, empower, and celebrate artists so they have no option but to thrive. On this episode, I am joined by Progressive Theater founder Gregory Omar Osborne. Progressive Theater is a nonprofit theater company which aims to tell culturally enriched stories that empower the misrepresented and people of color, while captivating all audiences with the focus of being the change we want to see. He recently produced a film adaptation of The Gospel at Colonists amidst COVID, with a mission to create more opportunities for actors, filmmakers, photographers, and anyone who falls under the umbrella of artist. We discuss how producing theater for him has been a humbling experience, how he's the ideas guy and is always proud to pivot boldly. And since you, me, we are still alive, so is our part of the industry. Here's our conversation. Well, hello there, Mr. Gregory Omar Osborne. How are you doing today, hon? I'm doing well, Ayana. How are you? (laughs) Good. I'm doing well as well. I can't complain. Listen, it's such a good day. It might be a little bit cloudy um, Mm -hmm. while we're recording, but, you know, we're alive and we're doing what we love. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And how has this year been for you? You know, we're almost at its end. How how has this year been for you? (laughs) This year, starting in January, um, I got to say it's been it's fitting that I'm a part of your podcast right now because it truly has been a year of pivots. Mm-hmm. Um, from February, we, we had our production, Progressive Theater. It's a theater company that I founded in 2018 with um, Jasmine Richardson. Mm-hmm. We, we launched our second, second season with the Scottsboro Boys, and it was so great great audience participation, good talk back. Um, it, 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 was, it was honestly, you know, like a dream come true to say that you're, you built something and it lasted two years. It, it's a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, we're going to have to cancel the rest of our season. So immediately I just started calling MTI and Samuel French and Concord Theatricals. I'm like, yeah, we want our money back. Thank you so much. We won't be doing that anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like, so soon I said, well, tomorrow's not promise. And I would rather, you know, just call it not quits, but take a break and focus on other other things. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a person that likes to think ahead. Um, so I started thinking ahead, wondering, all right, if this pandemic is to last us two more months or three more months and whatnot, what would I do? Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up creating Dot Church Productions, which is a management company for people of color, actors of color. Um, and I'm working with a few agents around the West Coast and East Coast, and I'm just helping people get opportunities that, you know, they can't get during a pandemic. You know, I feel mm-hmm. really, I feel sorry for the people that don't have representation right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I started that. And then after about six months in, well, 
not even six. Well, yeah, you can take six months. Um, after six months in, we decided to film a movie. So I just finished shooting The Gospel at Colonists, an adaptation of the adaptation of Oedipus at Colonists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I just finished that and now I'm recovering. Right. You're recovering from filming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I got it. Wonderful, wonderful. And so you pivoted from running your theater company into now management and managing artists and mm-hmm. working with artists that way. And so in filming as well, was that part of your theater company or is that another pivot that you had? Well, you could say that the theater company pivoted because, okay. Okay. Um, you know, when you think about how theater arts has changed. Everyone's on Zoom, you know, everybody's Mm -hmm. is doing a Zoom reading or a Zoom um, concert. And to be honest, I didn't, I don't really like them. I don't like the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Um, So having my theater company, I was like, how can I do a film without getting in trouble with the IRS? And um, did some research and I found out that all I needed to do was change my activities. So in the next year, well, actually this year, we're going to be changing Progressive Theater from a performing arts um, nonprofit to mm-hmm. an arts and culture. So that means we can produce film, we can do live live shows, we can do um, circuits if we wanted to, <laughs> which uh-huh. we won't be doing. But um, yeah, just opening up the, the pathways, you know, for success. That's really what it is. Right. Right. Oh, I like that. Opening up the pathways for success. Mm-hmm. Yes. And giving yourself those options. Right. Yep. And kind of, in essence, taking your ego out of it and saying, this is a theater company. This is all we're going to do. You, in essence, had to take your ego out of it and go, OK, no, how can I open up for success? Yeah. Well, I taking the ego out of it is such a hard thing to do. But I was met with um, with the gospel at Colonists because we wanted to do it as a live show, right, Mm -hmm. for our season. And like I said, I called all the licensing companies, and I was just like, give us back our money. We're not doing this anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But with the gospel at Colonist, something happened with the money, and they were like, actually, we can't give it back to you because we paid the authors. So Mm -hmm. um, whenever you want to do it, we'll just open up the contract again. Okay. And... So I started like diving into the script and the beginning of the script, um, Reverend Earl Miller actually says, you know, in order to, to make this work, I'm paraphrasing, in order to make it work, you have to release yourself and let God take control, right? Mm-hmm. And that, honestly, that was a word for my life during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I I had to release. I literally just had to release all my visions and all my thoughts and go, all right, open up the windows of possibilities, open up the mm-hmm. door of possibilities and success and see what it is and just pick it. Right. It's not your plans anymore. You know, you, you think forward, you look forward. So yeah, looking forward, created two new businesses basically and re- rebranded progressive theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And with that, what was the pivot that led you to even creating progressive theater? Let's go back a little bit, you know, like how did, how did progressive theater even come about? Well, um, 
I can't remember what year it was, 2016 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Jasmine Richardson and I were in this house in Maplewood, New Jersey. She was doing the bodyguard and I was preparing to go to theater under the stars in Texas to do, um, what was the show? Ah, I can't remember the show. And for what? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I went there. I wasn't excited to go for some reason. Usually I'm the guy that like has his bags packed mm-hmm. a month prior to leaving. <laughs> um, but that, that time around, they literally packed the day before. And mm. I got on the plane and I was just like, this is a job. I got to meet Alice Ripley, worked with Bob, um, Bobby Longbottom, and just an amazing, amazing cast. And um, around that time, my aunt passed away mm-hmm. while we were Sorry. celebrating Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I just remember like, zoning out i was zoning out the entire time during rehearsals but i was on my mark you know never stopped Mm -hmm. a rehearsal for myself it's just like i wasn't there and Mm -hmm. um i ended up being let go it was it was something that really bruised my ego you know Mm. because you know when when you get a show in a theater like that a big regional theater they post pictures of you on playbill.com and they write your name and people are like, Oh, he's in that show, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember getting on the plane, coming back from Tuts, just like not feeling all right. You know, I felt like there was more that our union could have done. You know, there was more that my agent could have done. There was more that the theater could have done. Um, to help me finish that contract. Mm-hmm. So I I remember just trying to feed my ego going back to auditions mm. immediately. Yes, I just lost my aunt. I was grieving. I was mourning. And I just pushed myself back into the industry when I honestly needed a break. And I ended up just failing, you know, making making an ass of myself sorry for that for the language but i really was just a horrible person mm-hmm. and um i ended up losing my agent then gaining another agent then losing that agent oh no <laughs> all because it's like you know you the whole thing is you know as a theater artist we learn to if you see an opportunity go get it right But um, through my eagerness and my me being desperate—that's the word. Like I was desperate. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up tarnishing my reputation in a way, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I I decided to just take a full out break in 2016. Just was like, I'm not doing this anymore. No more theater. And before I knew it, I was sucked back in. Um, teaching and choreographing for Vanguard Theater Company, which was founded by Daryl Stewart and Janice Freeman Clark, mm-hmm. great artists in Jersey. And so I started teaching and choreographing there. I did um, Memphis and The Music Man. <laughs> it was pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And then from there, I ended up going to NJ Pack and um, 
choreographing their TYA tour of Showtime with Shakespeare, which was uh, kind of Hamilton-esque hip-hop meets Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't fulfilled. Like, great opportunity. But I just was like, what am I doing? This, this is not helping me at all. Right, right. So I went back to the drawing board in my house, sat down in my bed, and I said, you know what, Greg? What is it that you want to do? And I said, I want to create opportunities that I have had. You know, I've been able to tour. I've been able to speak things into existence and just, you know, land into the opportunity. And I wanted to provide some of that for other people. So mm-hmm. my first show was in 2018, February 2018. And we did Five Guys Named Mo. Um, Clark Peters reached out to us via the internet and was like, hey, great job, guys. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He he reached out. MTI came to the show. They said that I found the magic in in this um, production. We stripped mm-hmm. it down. We, we didn't make it a showy show because one of the things with Black theater is when Black theater is written at, in the form of a jukebox musical, sometimes people tend to forget that these are stories of people. You know, the songs are written because someone connected to it. Someone had a story to tell. So we just dived into the back, the back line and the backstories of the songs and brought new life to the show. It was well-received. And before I knew it, I did my one-man show called Gregory Omar Osborne, Don't Quit Your Day Job. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And it was me changing the, I wanted to change that phrase. You know, don't quit your day job is usually an insult. It's, you say it to a person that isn't good at what they do, you know? Mm -hmm. But for me, don't quit your day job was, Greg, don't stop hustling. Don't stop auditioning. You have a dream, go do it. Mm -hmm. the industry, you know, add to the industry, become the industry. Mm. So I I did the show and I remember at, at the end I said to everyone, if you have a dream or a passion, go and pursue it because tomorrow isn't promised. Mm. And before I knew it, I um <laughs> fast forward a couple months later and there we have the bubbly black girl sheds her chameleon skin. Mm-hmm. and launching Progressive Theater with Jasmine Richardson and having Kirsten Childs come to our show and have a talk back with the audience on racism and feminism and all the isms that there are. And Kerry Washington sending us a handwritten note encouraging Progressive Theater to keep doing what we're doing because it's important. Yes. And yeah, it it really was all those things were it was confirmation that, you know, I had to pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing the effect that you have on your community, especially if it's a positive one and mm-hmm. one that promotes growth, you, you just gotta let it be and pivot and and not worry about backstepping. Right. So, that's how progressive theater came about. It 
it really was organic and mm-hmm. it wasn't about myself. You know, a lot of, a lot of the times you look at the inception of our artistry mm-hmm. being about self, you know, you yeah. want to be a theater artist. Yes. You want to bring happy smiles to people's faces, but really I'm in theater because I love being on stage. Right. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but now it's like, wait, this is not about me. <laughs> like <laughs> I, it, it's so hum- not humiliating, but it's so humbling. It's a humbling experience to produce theater. It mm. really is. You're paying out people and you're not getting paid. Hey, sometimes you're not even thinking about yourself. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, it really was abandoning self and creating the opportunities for other people and allowing myself to be a vessel. Right. Yeah. Right. That's great. And and going back to something you said about how you are the industry and mm. I'm the industry. We are the industry. We are the vessels and not feeling like, you know, because of COVID that, oh, I left the industry. Oh, there is no more industry. But actually really having the time to sit down and realize, no, wait a minute. I am the industry. You are the industry. Yeah. We actually haven't left. Yeah. It's like, the, the alternative section in Chorus Line. Mm-hmm. You know, homeboy breaks his leg and everybody's like, oh gosh, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Another girl's like, I want to, I'm probably going to open up a dance school, right? Mm-hmm. Or somebody's going to end up teaching English, right? Mm-hmm. Even though they're leaving the stage or the spotlight, think about what you're giving. You can only give what you've had. Right. Mm -hmm. So no matter where you go, you're elevating the industry. You know, dance Mm -hmm. schools have elevated the industry. If someone doesn't open up a dance school, that means we probably won't have any more dancers to pick from. If someone doesn't open up a theater company, that means opportunities for actors to get work will be very slim. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just feel Yeah, I feel like if we take responsibility for the industry and see that it's not dead because we're still alive, there will be a lot of progress happening. Right. Right. That was beautifully said. You are right. We, since we are alive, the industry is alive. And in thinking about it that way, you know, it will help us to let go and not fight the change. And, you know, and we've been in this for a long time now, you know, and, yeah. and okay, let me see. You're right. I am still alive. So that means the industry is still alive. So that means what I have to give to the industry is still alive. Yeah. And figuring out how to put it into the world, whether it is, um, you know, a theater company, whether it is a podcast, whether it is a Zoom reading, whether it is new choreography you want to try out, whatever <laughs> it is, you're part of the industry is still alive. Yeah. I, I've i honestly tried everything, you know, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. You can Google and see Gregory Osborne, Tokens and Change, was a podcast to highlight, you know, minorities and what mm-hmm. they're doing in the arts. Now, did I finish it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I only had like probably, I don't know, I don't even know how many episodes I had. I I guess was doing the job, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what we need to focus on: do the doing the job. 
It doesn't matter how many episodes you have, Ayana, you've done it and you've mm-hmm. added to the industry. So I commend you. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so would you say that these pivots have been easy for you? Because I, you know, I have a little note here that you told me that pivoting in COVID has been as easy as kickball change. Yes, it has. And so impart some of your wisdom, you know, because I know that this is easier for some artists and not easy for others. So give give me some wisdom of, of how all of these pivots, even prior to COVID, have been easy for you and have been just a kickball change. Well, the the first thing that I had to do, and I'll say this again, is let go of myself, mm-hmm. let go of my ego, let go of my narcissism, and put someone else in front of me or something else in front of me. Mm-hmm. I say that it's easy as a kickball change because a lot of my friends would say that I am the ideas guy. Mm, okay. You know, um, I I can come up with an idea right now if you ask me to. <laughs> right. Heck, like if we had a call a caller and they needed help I, and they just said something to me about their passion, I would mm-hmm. be able to create a business for them. Right. And beyond that, I even though I am the ideas guy, I'm the guy that is crazy enough to try it. Hmm. Yeah. I think we all got to we all have to find that crazy part of us or the the person the part of us that that abandons self, the part of us that doesn't care what our friends, family, coworkers or the industry thinks and says, and just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. There are no rules. Yes, there are rules that people made up. Like there's, I think one of the rules is, yeah, there's, this is a rule. You can't be an actor and a manager at the same time, <laughs> which I think is stupid because before I had an agent and a manager, I was managing myself. Hello, I was an actor manager, okay? Exactly. <laughs> before the union, I was negotiating my contracts. Right? Exactly, yes. Be- before the union, I was, if they weren't um, shaping up and giving me what I needed, Gregory Osborne would pivot out the door, literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've had, fellow co-workers, colleagues during shows that see me leave shows, pick up my bags and just leave, which is different than being fired, right? Right. You've got to say that. But I've literally picked up and left because I felt disrespected or mm-hmm. I felt I deserve better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so sorry. I think I I, I pivoted out of our out of your question. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, let's just keep going with it. Um, Yes. Yeah. It's been so easy for me to do. There we are. It's been so easy for me to transition into other things because I don't care. Mm. I don't care. What I care about is my mission. Like I I hosted a, um, a small talk back during quarantine and I urged artists to have a mission statement. Mm-hmm. If you have a clear mission statement, you move with it. Right. My mission statement was, was progressive theater's mission statement before progressive theater came about. Right. So with or without the company, I'm still going to be moving in that mission. Mm, yeah. So everything that I've done has been to elevate 
people of color, everything, you know, mm-hmm. working on a movie right now, the gospel at Colonist, you would think that I would go get some kind of like entertainment company that has the big cameras and has, you know, the great lighting and the sound system and all that stuff. No, mm-hmm. there are people that need opportunities. So mm-hmm. I found a young man. His name was, is Ryan Burgess. And all he has is one camera, mm-hmm. a handheld gimbal, you know, maybe a few, a few little gadgets that's needed for filming. And that's it. It's, it's about thinking about others and thinking about the possibilities and just running with it. Um, mm-hmm. So I heard everybody listening to this podcast, you got an idea. If you need help, you can actually go to GregoryOmarOsborne.com, click Artist Support, and I have the Artist Blueprint, which will help you. I will sit down and chat with you for how, however long it takes to create a plan and to flesh out your ideas, because I'm the idea guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, y'all heard that he's the idea guy. Contact him. and. And yeah, start to work on your ideas. And Greg, that actually brings up something. I was talking to a friend the other day and like there are a couple of other things that I am looking forward to trying to do in 2021. And, you know, having the hesitation, you know, the the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the imposter syndrome kind of came back in mm-hmm. in this discussion I was having with her. And she was like, uh-uh, Ayana, first of all, I know you. Secondly, I'm going to need you to start having an attitude with those thoughts. Like if this negative thought comes into your head or this, you know, oh, who am I? Why do I think I can do this? Or like, I can do it, but I have no no clue what I'm doing. So I'm not going to. She's like, you need to, you know, kind of listen to that thought and go. I'm sorry. Who do you think you're talking to? Exactly. My name is Ayana Major Bay, and you clearly forgot. Like, have an attitude with your negative thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. The moment I have a negative thought. I do allow myself to feel it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do allow myself to feel it, but it doesn't last long. You know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, how do I get past it? Right. You know, and sometimes getting past it is just doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading a book about successful people, you know, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the early bird catches the worm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes, that early bird may not have been made up or wearing the suit and tie or speaking eloquently and all this stuff, right? But they're successful because they were the first to get there. Hmm. You know, they were the first to execute their their vision. The crazy thing is, and I'm going to be a little bit spiritual right now, Mm -hmm. but we're all connected to a higher being. I believe that higher being is, being is God, right? Right. And since we're all connected, it makes you think about ideas. If God can give me an idea, and we all know that ideas are not unique, multiple people will have those the same idea mm-hmm. because we're all connected. But the first person to execute the idea, right, they're able to say that they created it. They're, they're able to say that they thought of it first. They're able to reap the benefits, you know. They're, mm-hmm. they're able to turn their ideas into a multi-million dollar revenue. Right. You know, and yeah, I think that we need to, we need to be as eager as that early bird. Yeah. We just have to. 
have to with with all of our ideas and the things we want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about perfection. Ooh, say that again. I said, don't worry about perfection. All right, great, because I needed that as well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> I am a perfectionist. I am. I am. I'm going to say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> perfection has been the death of a lot of ideas over the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the years, I am a recovering perfectionist. But think about all all of those ideas that have been put to the grave. You know, mm-hmm. think about all of those ideas that you put in the grave because that was you, right? Yes. Yes. So you put all those ideas in the grave. Somebody else definitely came up with the same idea dug that out it was like oh here here it is mm-hmm. and you look at that idea and you're like damn but they should have done this and they should have done that <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but you can't do it you know mm-hmm. one of the other pivots that i have is um self-tape buddy okay so during this pandemic i thought about okay so I already saw in the future, this was like probably the second month of the pandemic. And I said, all right, Actors Access is going to start doing a live audition. That's mm-hmm. what they're going to do next, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, people are going to need readers. People are going to yeah. need someone to, to film their self-tapes because they're quarantined. Mm-hmm. How are they going to do it? You know, right. now- have I perfected how we're going to do this online with a person, with a reader? Not necessarily. I have like 10 steps to do it. But mm-hmm. you know what Homeboy did? He went what to the copyright.gov. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, self-tape, buddy. Copyright that mess. <laughs> right. I copyrighted it. There now, if there's somebody with a grand idea of how we can do this perfectly, I'll give them self-tape, buddy. Right. Because once again, my mission is to create the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Not to own everything. Just to create the opportunity. That's about it. Right. Yeah. So hopefully your listeners can go back into that graveyard, mm-hmm. <laughs> shovel up them ideas, yes. and put them to action. Right. Yeah. Right. And... You know, that leads me to a question of, so what are you looking forward to? Or maybe I should phrase it this way. What progress are you hoping that you make, that the industry makes, that we all make, you know, now going into 2021, which I can't believe I'm saying that, but like, (laughs) yes, what progress do you hope that we all make going into 2021? I want the industry, us, Mm -hmm. to realize how much power we have Mm. like we don't need you don't need oh they're gonna kill me (laughs) but you're gonna keep this in i don't care Um, we don't need a lot of the things that are out there we don't need the unions we have mouths we just have to grow some balls and be like this is what i want and this is what I deserve because that's what the union's doing for us, right? Mm-hmm. We, I want us to be more vocal. I want us to, with our pivots right now, I want us to stay consistent. My biggest fear of seeing people do do work, and I've listened to, 
your podcast, basically almost all the episodes. I have to catch up on one, I think. But um, I've listened to all your podcast episodes. I've listened to so many others and sat on these different um, forums, Black Theater Caucus, Black Theater Coalition, all these things, you know? Mm -hmm. And I urge people to stay consistent because there is going to be, there's going to be a time when things look the way they used to be. Mm -hmm. But what I'm afraid of is that all these pivots are going to go to the graveyard Mm. because self is going to come back in, right into the picture. Like it's so easy right now for us to be like, Oh, I want to do a podcast. I want to write a comic book. I want to start a company and all this stuff. Right. But what happens when the demand comes back for you to be on the Broadway or the big screen, you know? Yeah. Are you going to stop what you, what you built for yourself? Mm. Mm. Keyword, you built it for yourself. Right. You're not working for anybody else. You know, progressive theater, the day that I have to close down progressive theater will be the day that we probably become a commercial theater company. Hmm. Because what I'm doing, yes, I built this, yes, for myself, but I built this for our community. And one thing that I've said with our industry is that, and I think we we spoke about this before, um, our industry wasn't built for Black people and Latinos, Asians. It wasn't built for us. The table is set, but it wasn't set for us in mind. Mm-hmm. So I want us the other part of the the um, industry to start taking some responsibility, you know, that's a change I want to see. I I don't I don't I, I don't want to see and hear anymore begging to have a seat at the table because it's going to take a while for this whole racial inequality thing to to change. It's going to take a very long time, mm-hmm. if ever, you know. Yeah. I, it's just. I want us to be able to take responsibility and take matters into our own hands because we know what's best for us. Right. Right. That was it. That was beautiful. We know what's best for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I just like ministered onto myself. (laughs) Okay, honey, I was sitting here quiet because you were ministering to me. Woo! Right? Hey. I literally was like, wait, hold on. Did I just say that out loud? Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes. And I appreciate it. And I hope all of our listeners appreciate it. And yeah, we know what's best for us. And to not not let our pivots go when the industry does come back to what is seemingly normal or what was before. But to how do you hold on to your pivots and hold on to what you created? Even if you do want to get back on stage or get back to filming or whatever it is, mm-hmm. how do you still hold on to yours? Yeah, uh, because freaking um, what's his name? Schubert and all of them, Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Doors were open for them, but they still yeah. held, on for, held on to their own. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why you have their names and know their names. Mm-hmm. I want people to know Progressive Theater. I want people to know Gregory Omar Osborne. I want people to know Ayanna Bay. 
and mm-hmm. the artist pivot podcast you know mm-hmm. like yeah. that's that to me is gold that's better than any spotlight <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on broadway or regional theater or non-union theater like it's better than that you know yeah um but i do want to say something that i've said to you mm-hmm. to everyone listening like i am not shaming those who who don't want to pivot, you know? I am not shaming those who are quote-unquote doing nothing, you know? Um, All I I can do is urge those who don't want to pivot right now to get involved, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're you're seeing Ayana, if you're listening to Ayana Bay's podcast, maybe, whoa, I said, seeing who knows might be a talk show host who knows right (laughs) listen put it out there greg (laughs) (laughs) but like if you're listening to ayana bay and you vibe with what she's saying and what she's doing support support like there's tons of people that can support you right now you know money Mm -hmm. equipment whatever Mm -hmm. programming support and if you can't support that way talk about it share it with the community share it with the industry yeah. yes <laughs> and put her on because like you know there's so many people that are doing the same thing but really what we need we just need someone to highlight us as people of color yes that's what you need mm-hmm. highlight yes highlight so, yeah go it's ahead cast yourself to the ocean or whatever (laughs) (laughs) and go pursue your dreams and pivot boldly and then kick ball change out of it okay come on pivot kick ball change change. yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) oh yes yes i love it i love it oh but greg before i let you go my dear (laughs) i must say something to you And that is that I acknowledge you, I celebrate you, and I uplift you. Mm. Well received. Well received. And I do the same for you. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Gregory, thank you so much for sharing. We sure did just preach to our own selves just now. Letting your ego go and discovering that your mission is to open the pathways of success for others is so inspiring. Also, you are right that no matter what we are doing or where we go, we are elevating the industry. Since we are all still alive, so is our part of the industry. Think about this. Are there any ideas or projects you need to dig up and dust off that will lead you to creating opportunities for others or just even yourself? Thank you again, Gregory. And thank you for tuning in. I'll speak to you soon.